if you have a daughter and she goes out and has sex with a hundred different men in one year, one calendar year, unprotected, how many babies could she have? I'm not talking about twins, triplets, stuff like that. Obviously, that's different. I'm talking about if she were to get pregnant, how many kids could she have in that one calendar year? The answer is one. She can only get pregnant one time. If your son does the same thing, has unprotected sex every day or with 100 women in a calendar year, how many potential babies could he have in that one year? The answer is 100. So why are we so fine with our boys going out and having sex but not girls? Like, what, what are we doing here? Yo, what's good? It's your boy, SB Report 706. This is Community Podcast. Uh, we got your usual host, Adolphin, No More Savage, El Chapa, and Marcus Sniffles. What's good, y'all? Whole lot of fucking gang shit. All right, what's going on, Adolphus? Yes, Adolphus Coleman now. Oh, it's cool! Just wanted to start off uh, this week's episode. Uh, we had a guest on a few weeks ago, uh, a, a member of the crew as well. Um, shout out to you at Angelic Flows. Uh, so Angelica uh, just recently uh, lost her grandmother. So I just wanted to give a shout out to you, give uh, condolences from our family uh, here at the Community Podcast to yours, um, RIP to your grandmother. Uh, yeah, so I'll go ahead and uh, we'll get this thing started. So real quick, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, we we talked about a lot of things, mainly following up on uh, your boy T.I. and uh, a little bit about the Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett situation. So a lot of people, uh, just tied in real quick, assumed last week that the reason that Miles Garrett went off the way he did was because uh, MAGA Mason Rudolph might have uh, playing a little racial slur at him which doesn't justify what he did, but it kind of makes it more understandable. And the one thing I want to point out that kind of kind of upsets me is that uh, he wasn't trying to use that as an excuse. Like a lot of people are trying to frame it that way. Like, oh, why did this come out now? And he was also saying that, hey, I didn't mean this to come out like this. He told the people in, in confidence and they released that information. Of course, news is going to run with the story. But like under the mentions, I saw people like, photoshopping Jesse Smollett's face on him, pretty much saying that he's lying to kind of try to get out the situation. And what I'm not comfortable with is that just because one black person tells a lie about a racially motivated incident, now all of a sudden, every other black person that says something like that is going to be assumed to be a liar, even though this country is rooted in racism and white supremacy, as if something like that is not plausible. Like it's like it's out of the, the realm of possibility that a white person will call a black person a racial slur. You can go on Twitter every day and see random white woman, random white man, random old white woman, however you want to frame it, saying some crazy shit, calling some black person outside of their name. So I don't really like how that uh, how that went down. Um, also, which kind of ties in with the T.I. thing, and we'll, we'll definitely follow this up after the tabletop because, you know, people still have a hot takes about this T.I. situation. But I made a poll, and I've also asked this before on the podcast. Um, would you, as a parent, allow your teenager to have sex in your house? 21% said yes, 67% said no, and 12% said not sure. Shout out to the homeboy, Josh, uh, only J22. Uh, he said that he would be fine with that as long as his son wrapped it up. And Marcus chimed in and asked, you know, so you're saying your daughter could do the same thing? And he was apparently vehemently against 
his daughter having sex in his house, but was fine with his son. So, so Marcus, what, what are your thoughts on that? It's just, it's the same thing that we've been doing for like decades. This idea of like protecting young girls and treating girls different than we treat our, our sons. Like I, obviously it's the thing where I'm, I'm not speaking from experience cause I don't have daughters. I have sons, but I do have uh, nieces. I do have women in my lives that are important that are younger. And it's just like, it's, I'm not trying to like, you know, shit on Josh or anything, but it's just this old, like old timey way of thinking where it's like, you know, if my son, I can trust, if I, if my son can trust me or if my, if I can trust my son enough to wrap it up, then he can have sex in my house. But I, there's no possible, there's no plausible way I could trust my daughter to protect herself and have sex in my house. Like, why are we treating our boys and girls so differently in that way when it comes to sex? Why is it a thing where I was thinking about it the other day, like a movie like Coming to America where Eddie Murphy's character is like, hey, I need to go out. I need to go out and, you know, try to find my queen. And everybody else took it as, oh, he needs to, you know, do what princes do and soil yeah, so his royal yeah, but is there? There's no female version of that. Like, if if a princess wanted to do that, they'd be like, "No, you can't do that. You're going to sully yourself. You're gonna you're gonna devalue yourself." And it's like, we're, like we're fine with our boys having sex, but they're having sex with people with girls that we don't want to be having sex. Like, how does that even make sense? And the thing is, it's like, I know Josh's big thing was like. Oh well, you know he's he's doing the whole you know scare the babies things, and it's just like all right, if you have a daughter, and she goes out and has sex with a hundred different men in one year, one calendar year unprotected, how many babies could she have? I'm not talking about twins, triplets, stuff like that. Obviously, that's different. I'm talking about if she were to get pregnant, how many kids could she have in that one calendar year? The answer is one. She can only get pregnant one time. If your son does the same thing, has unprotected sex every day or with a hundred women in a calendar year, how many potential babies could he have in that one year? The answer is a hundred. So why are we so fine with our boys going out and having sex, but not girls? Like what, what are we doing here? It's 2019. Like let's get out of that way of thinking. Oh, wait, actually, shout out to the, uh, they said that male birth control should be on the market in about seven oh, months. Oh, oh, so my question, my question of the week is, if as a male, you would have access to male birth control, would you be open to taking it? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, hey, man, it's technology, baby. You know, we, we I don't have know. I mean, we, whoa, we got to figure out what the side effects are first. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, 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 dude, you want depression or you want a baby? Exactly. Do you want to get a baby? You know what I'm saying? Like they got they got clear cell and all these products. You okay, what about the causes like you know how these things are? It'll be like, yeah, this 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 might cause ulcers or cancer or your nuts may fall off. We, we know how to how to hey, do hey, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, baby. Exactly. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm tired of going to babies or us, man. Fuck that place. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I guess the only thing that that I would kind of not agree with Josh, but just argue like we have to agree and we can't ignore where there's double standards. It's, it's a, it, that's exactly what it is. It's a double standard. And, and my kind of thing is where with the whole women and sex thing, which again is directly tied to men, which again, I understand, 
we have to teach our, our, our young men and, and young boys not to be, you know, predators and no means, no and stuff like that. But it's kind of like you kind of put a little bit more, you kind of have more fear with the, with the girl, with your daughter versus your son for the most part. Because, like, again, in a, in a fair vacuum of, of sexuality and then being out of sex, you're not going to worry about your son, you know, being sexually assaulted. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I'm going to take a different approach on this one. Okay, go ahead. I think just with an open mind, I would prefer if they're if they're at a point in an age where they're going to have sex anyway, I'd prefer my daughter to that way. I could definitely kind of monitor who comes in and out because come on now, you don't want your daughter to be the one on video three four niggas at a time or the train girl. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just prefer to kind of, if you're going to do it anyway, just do it in my house instead of... But you guys are just jumping to all types of conclusions. Like, I don't understand. First of you, all... You missed the whole first part, so that you can't really say we're jumping to right. conclusions. I did. I just, I'm just irritated. <laughs> I don't even, wait, what? Go ahead. I just, I don't even want to be a part of the conversation. Fuck it. I'm tired of talking about the same shit over and over again. So fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm over it. I mean, I'm talking it. to the same person. When you're when you're not speaking from a place of facts, I I get that, but I just think that men have more of a protective protective thing in their dollars. And I guess I guess I get what Adolphus is saying that if they are at that point, I'd rather feel you feel safe with them at your house because again. A lot of these people that, and I will kind of go along on this, wrap this up in about a minute, but a lot of these people that are like, oh, you know, we want our kids to be free as their body and stuff like that. You can't say that, but then turn around and say, hey, you don't want them doing that in your house because where else are they going to do it? You want them in the back alley, in the back of the no, car? Hang, hang on, hang on a second. You can do my, here, uh, let me get, I don't know what everybody else's reasoning is for the whole, like, you can't have sex in my house. I know a lot of people are just like, you know, respect my house. I paid rent, like. You know, the whole ATL thing, ain't no one going to be fucking in my house but me. For me, my kids will not be having sex in my house because there have been multiple times right at the, within the last, how old is my oldest, like three, in the last three years, both <laughs> niggas have prevented me from clapping some cheeks. So ain't no way I'm letting them niggas clap <laughs> my house, hell no. They're going to sneak no. into it. My no. thing is, I, I just if feel I, if, bad. If, if you if you gonna stop me from fucking, I'm stopping you from fucking. You can fuck they, somewhere. They're else. gonna sneak women into the windows. No, you um, not. That's how niggas no, do. You not. No, you not. They're no, young, good haired niggas. They're Bar gonna be the windows. Them in the windows. My my point is just, I mean, at this point, it's 2019. No more double standard. If you don't want your son doing it in the house, don't have your daughter. You can have your son doing it in the house. Have your daughter doing it in the house. Just is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, after the the table talk, where I, I guarantee Ti drops a glory tear, he will be wearing glasses. Oh, uh, and, and Jada, Jada is a hundred percent going to call him Clifford. He's going by Clifford. Is he wearing a suit? Is he wearing a suit? He's wearing a sweater. Ah, sweater. Yes. Sweater with uh, the tie. Yeah, he's wearing Any a jewelry. sweater. <laughs> any, any jewelry? Any jewelry on? Okay. It, it'll be a cross, one small cross with the turtleneck. And then you got 2020 vision gonna show up in some glasses. Watch some bifocals. So, so will will his daughter be there? What are the chances his daughter is there? Zero. I don't Zero think percent. so. Zero percent. Okay. That's a separate episode. Okay. I get one percent, but yeah. I, I honestly, I'd rather. I, 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 
if I'd have known this was an option, I would rather have her on the show other than Clifford. Like, I don't need to hear anything else Clifford has to say. I'd rather hear from her, her his daughter, honestly, about this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, speaking of zero percent, that is the 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 chance that Ari Lennox had to win the uh, best solo album at the Soul Trainer Rank Awards because, <laughs> according to the the Twitter sphere, she was quote unquote snubbed for uh, another African American artist, Lizzo, and uh, that that kind of spurred a Twitter rant from Ari Lennox, who is uh, she seems very she seems very vocal. She seems very transparent as an artist. Like it, it feels like compared to other artists, she gives a lot of herself to her fan base via her IG rants and her YouTube videos. And she she seemed genu- genuinely hurt about all the work that she put into this album and that from the one place that she felt she should have got her props and her respect was the one place that seemingly disrespected her the most, which is completely understandable. But my caveat to this before uh, I let Marcus and the rest of the guys jump in is that as a whole, we, we got to stop looking for validation from these suck-ass awards, man. Like, she's a great artist, and I understand it, it hurts not to be validated by. It's not even your peers, so I wouldn't care. It's just probably random white people, what I'd guess, because nobody would, with any sane or good ear for music would make that, couldn't make that distinction between pop and soul, but I would soul say that. Oh, okay. I mean, whatever. It's ran by BET, right? Okay, so whatever. My thing is with some of these awards, it's the equivalent to the Pro Bowl in football. Just because you make it to the Pro Bowl, it doesn't mean you're actually good. Like, it's more of a popularity contest than anything. As you can see, last year, Mr. Trubisky sorry ass to the Pro Bowl, and he is about to be run off the team within his first two seasons. So, again, people that recognize talent and can evaluate talent, you know yourself. If you know you're great, don't worry about validation for those awards. Like, I was on her YouTube page today. She has videos out from seven years ago. Like, she did a cover of Frank Ocean's uh, Thinking About You. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. It's tough. She's been out here grinding for seven years, you know, to put out a quality product to kind of be disrespected in public, which it is what it is. I, you know, I hope she doesn't quit and join the army, like she says, because she's going to be in for a lot of disappointment. But, uh, yeah, that's my kind of take on the whole Ari Linda situation. And what I would say also is stop pitting these black women against each other. Just because this happened doesn't mean Lizzo's music is bad. Lizzo has good music. Like, it is what it is. I didn't want to see her ass crack on the timeline, but her music is good. So, you know, that's my little hot take. What are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, I I think it is pretty disappointing I, and i get it i understand you keep saying like don't look for validation from these awards but the more like you know they become more prevalent on social media and like youtube and instagram um these artists care about these things they care about these awards whether you whether you like to believe it or not like i watched the uh travis scott's documentary that he did and it followed him up to like when he got his grammy nomination he was super excited his whole team was you know jumping up and down screaming and they showed him like at the Grammy Awards, they showed him like before they have like the pre TV Grammys that they award. They showed him watching that. He didn't win. He was upset um, while he was going there. He didn't win one. He was upset. He got more visibly upset. And then when it came to like rap album of the year, he was like legit pissed off. Like these artists care about these things. And it's not a thing where it's like you're 
Well, yeah, I guess it is. It is sort of a validation, but I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it shouldn't be a hundred percent like you're good if you have a Grammy, but there is a piece of that pie where it's just like, especially for a Grammy, that's like the highest award an artist can get, and it does mean something. And it's almost like here that we're rewarding you with all your hard work, and for someone like Ari Lennox to put out like the album title is called Shea Butter Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that doesn't scream soul to you, I don't know what else to do. And and she actually, like, I went back to her Twitter page the other day and she, like, deleted, like, all of her tweets. She's only got, like, I think five tweets up now. Like, she deleted everything off of the timeline. So I, I'm guessing, like, you know, the label or somebody came and talked to her, like, hey, get that shit out of here. But my thing is, like, we can't we can't act like these artists aren't people. And that they don't have feelings like if i'm ari lennox and it takes it takes it, it takes a lot to make it to make a song when it comes to like the writing the production recording it mixing it doing all those things that uh that goes into to making a song it takes it could take a week to make one song and for her to put out that type of body of work and just being like and i feel like she knew she knows she's not going to get like a Grammy nod. She knows she's not going to get like, you know, direct album of the year, but there's, there's certain artists where they like, when you go, when you're nominated for like a soul train award, you're kind of like, I don't want to say you're a lower tiered artist, but when you compare it to like the Grammys, MTV awards, BET awards, like soul train is more of a second tier award. And to not even get that when you feel like that is the music that you made and you, and you see who won. And I feel like she's not tweeting that if, because I looked at the nominations, the nominees for album of the year. It was Lizzo, Ari Lennox. I didn't listen to Chris Brown's album because it was like three hours long. LMA, her, and Khaled, Khalid. And I feel like if any of those other artists would have won that award, she doesn't tweet like that. I think it's, I know she said it wasn't any shade, but if anybody has listened to Lizzo's album, and I agree with South Breeze, it's a good album. She's a great singer. Her songs are fun. It's not a soul album. It's not even close. It shouldn't even have been nominated. It shouldn't have been. Well, to the point about their feelings, though, like, and that you would call the Soul Train Award a second tier award, like, that's our fault. That's our fault yeah. as black people in music that we don't have award, awards that are A, respected and B, validated by our own. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, the people that vote for these awards aren't really deep in the culture of music like that. It's all a popularity contest. Lizzo is going to get more advertising dollars and more attention than Ari Lennox, who makes better music. So, again, as Black people, as people that are in the music culture that respect the culture, they need to create our own and, and actually have, have it be, you know, respectable. Make it a thing. We have to make our own thing. Like, I saw the title tweeted that they're going to do a 2020 title awards. Like people need to show up to those things, need to make that a thing because Title was a, a black owned music streaming service. I, I hope that those same politics aren't involved, but if that's not the case, then maybe the artists should get together and do like a, like how with uh, some research and stuff, it's got to be like peer reviewed by experts in their field. You know, like how they have the, you know, top 100 football list and all that stuff. Those are the people that you're playing with, playing against. Those are the people that kind of are in the ground with you to understand like what you're about or how good you are in that profession. So I, I think the musicians get together and make their own award 
you know, so it seems legit. I don't care what some old white man thinks about Lizzo being a sold out, like, or a bunch of fucking soccer moms. Like, well, I know you, but you don't care about anything, though. <laughs> like, you don't care about any awards. I mean, again, that's, I mean, Macklemore, that's, that's has, Macklemore has a Grammy and Stoop Dog doesn't. Whose career do I want? You know what I'm saying? I like, it, it, I understand it, but I, she, but I, I bet you, I just I, don't get her getting that upset about I, it. I, but I bet if you ask Snoop Dogg, like, you know what the if you, I feel like if you were to ask Snoop, like, hey, Snoop, you want a Grammy? He's like, hell yeah, I want a Grammy. Like, all the, like, Snoop, at this Snoop point, Dogg, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not today, but Snoop Dogg's been nominated 17 times. And I guarantee you, if you go back through all 17 of those nominations, and right before they announced the winner, like, the, the Grammy Award for Best Rap Song of 2010 goes to, and you pause it right there, and you go to Snoop, and you're like, hey, Snoop, do you want this? Yes. Every time, he's going to say, yes, he wants it. He wanted that award. He might not have got it, but every time he was nominated, and every time they opened up that envelope, he was like, man, I hope I get this. I, I want this award. And, you know, you don't win it. You, you, you feel how you feel, but I just don't want it to be a thing where it's like, you don't get nominated for a Grammy or you get snubbed at a Grammys or you get snubbed for a Soul Train Award. And we all just, like a lot of people were calling Ari Lennox entitled for feeling that way. And I'm just like, you wouldn't, you, not 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 you specifically, but whenever someone gets robbed on, uh, on an award show, we are quick to get online and just like, they shouldn't have won that award. This award belonged to whoever, whoever. We're quick to do that. We didn't do anything to make that album. We didn't put any work into the album, but we're quick to say like, who deserves what? Ari Lennox put in the work. She knows what it takes to make a great album. I don't, I don't know what it's, I don't know all the hard work that it takes to go into that. So for me, who every year, whenever the Grammys or BET award comes on, is someone that I don't like wins, and I'm tweeting about it. If I can do that, I feel like someone who's in that 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 space and in that field has more of a right to do it than I do. Like Ari Lennox knows more about the music industry than I'll ever know, so I'm not gonna call her entitled for losing out on an award that she felt she deserved, and that I agree with. I agree she deserved that award. Yeah, I mean, again, once once stuff like this comes up, I tweet out a list of people that have not won Grammys, and I keep it moving because it's it's the thing. Like, I I don't get why people put so much weight in this stuff. It's just well, that, that we were watching uh, the Masked Singer. I, I'm not watching. My wife watches it, and they have Robin Thicke and uh, Nicole, whoever the girl from the Pussycat Dolls. Whenever they introduce those two, it's always Grammy-nominated artists. They put it under both of their names. That shit matters. That's that's in, cool. In the music business, in the music business, it matters. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it makes them a better artist or a better songwriter, but they might not get that gig if it, they're not Grammy-nominated. And that's the thing where people are just like, they, like, like you're you're fucking up my money. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, it's almost like if you're in a contract year and like a quarterback retires on you, and it's like, fuck. Like you're you're fucking my shit up, like, cause I'm trying to. I need to put up numbers, and I can't put up numbers without you. And maybe Ari Lennox is feeling the same way, where it's like, damn, I can't go to the label and ask for this, this, and this. I can't ask them to put money behind me because I can't even win a Soul Train award. Like, in the music, in the music business, that that, that those things matter. Like, whether we want to admit it or not, it does. Well, I'm curious what her streams are looking like after this snub, because I definitely went and listened to the album again today and added a couple more songs that didn't really catch my ears to my playlist. And again, when the album came out, like, I don't want to seem like I'm a fake fan. 
fan, but I did suggest that uh, El Chapa listen to it because I feel like it's an album that she could, you know, kind of relate to. Because on a different level, it's not really it's for me, but it's not for me. If that makes it should have did what SZA's album did two years ago. It should have did. Mm. It should have been that because it's I I think it's on that same level. It should have been as popular as Control was. Oh yeah, and I can kind of agree definitely with what Marcus is saying on that one. Um, when it comes to uh, having or being nominated for a Grammy or even just winning a Soul Train Award, at the end of the day, Lizzo is not when I think of a soul artist, a soul artist at all. She's definitely more of a pop stamp, like a poppy artist. Uh, I'm not a big fan of hers, but you know I'm a nigga. I listen to nigga music. Uh, but yeah, that's just pretty much my point, just to kind of say it. I'm gonna check out this Ari Linux, never heard of her before. Um, I'm not gonna say anything about El Chapa because you know she's not here to defend herself, so I'm definitely not gonna do that. But I would like to know what her opinions were on the album, um, as well. That's all. So, another point that I made too is I feel like, with regards to counter your point about the Grammy being important music wise, I think that. An Oscar holds more weight to an actor than a Grammy to a musician, only because, again, like it's whoever that pussycat girl is. That's great, she's Grammy nominated, but I, I mean, even with even with movies, like shit, Will Smith never won a Grammy, right? I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, I was, well, I, he does. He's got. I was sorry, he does never won an Oscar. I was gonna say that about an Oscar. I was like, Will Smith doesn't have an Oscar, and he's still like the most bankable star. Tom Cruise is the same way. Like Tom Cruise makes hella movies, makes hella money. No Oscar, which is offensive to me. Well, The yeah. Rock doesn't and, have an Oscar either. I mean, that's just not okay. If you're in the, 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 Rock, the, Rock never the he's not a good actor. But shout out to um, just the time with those Will Smith. Shout out to uh, at Kando Kando size six one six. I guess my my tweet about uh, Lorenz Tate being a better actor than uh, Will Smith is still bothering people, and uh, he actually checked out the podcast. So appreciate that. Why is that yeah, somebody, That's a true statement? Well, somebody somebody added me, this dude, this fucking clown, omnipotent mesh. He tweeted me and said, drugs are bad. And I replied, so were Will Smith's last few movies. So, because you ask people these questions, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, his, highs are, his highs are highs, but then there's just a lot of mid, just sprinkling in there, a lot of fucking bust. Like, come on. All right, what you got? Bagger Vance, Pursuit yeah, of Happiness was pretty good. It's all right. A lot of people like seven pounds. Overrated. I mean, a lot of people tend to defend Will Smith a lot, but nobody, like every time you that tweet comes up and they're like, oh, Will Smith is a great actor. He's way better than Lorenz Tate. I'll always go and ask him like, hey, did you see Gemini Man? Nope. No one's seen them. I guess I'm the only person. I've seen it. Yeah, and it's like people are seen this After movie. Earth? Nice nobody man. see that because it was garbage. I've seen After Earth as well. You saw After Earth? Wow. Good for oh, you. I see the theaters. I seen them on bootleg. <laughs> Gemini Man uh, there's, was not there's, very good at all. After Earth was Gemini Man was better than After Earth. But wow, wait, 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 wait. I mean, and I know you guys don't watch Power, but man, he's um on there. He's well, he's gov well trying to be Lieutenant Governor or Governor Tate. And he does his damn thing. Like, he is such a talented actor. And I'm glad he's starting to get more spins again, thanks to being on power. You know what I'm saying? So he's supposed to get his own spinoff. So I know you guys don't watch it, but I hope that you guys would tune in to his own spinoff because it's dope. He's a very talented actor. 
again, and I and one of the dudes, uh, the dude that listens to the podcast, I asked him, had he seen uh, Menace to Society? And he's like, no. I'm like, it, it kind of makes it hard to argue my point if you haven't seen Well, he's probably a young guy. He seems like he's probably young. So I get it. The movie came out a while ago, but yeah, yeah. It, it makes it hard to illustrate my point. Like, hey, you need to go watch like Menace to Society and then go watch like Love Jones or Why Do Fools Fall in Love? You know what I'm saying? Like, Ed Will Smith cannot pull off a role like that, or he hasn't proven it to this day that he can. Or like Training Day, which is a harder example because, again, I think Denzel is kind of a one-trick pony as well. He's just extreme. But, you know, that's just... Yeah, and just- it's kind of like, I'm not trying to go off on a Will Smith tangent, but I mean, like, Concussion. It was a really good movie. It was a good story. It brought to light a lot of things that are going on with the NFL. But at the end of the day, it's just like, this is Will Smith playing an African. Um, I know, like, I had a conversation with one of my homeboys, and he was saying how good of a job Will Smith did as Ali. And I was like, that was just Will Smith playing as Ali. Like, no matter what he does, it seems like it's just Will Smith. You know, like, you're going to get some corny jokes. He's going to be kind of semi-macho. It just kind of is what it is. He's... He's he's okay. Like I'm I'm not gonna say that like flame him and say he's trash. He's not yeah. on the level of Lorenz State as an actor, period. Yeah, and I am in the same boat. I, I've I've never said that Will Smith can't act and that he's not a great actor, but I just don't think he's one of the elite act. Like there there's there's levels to this. Like you, there's only so many Jamie Foxes, there's only so many Jay Z's, there's only so many Beyonce's, there's only like the reason why some of these artists are like up there the only reason why there's you know one prince there's one michael jackson there's one james brown like the reason why those numbers are so few is because everybody can't be that and that's the thing like especially on twitter like you call someone's album good it's disrespect now because everybody wants it to be a classic like not it's just good and being good is fine like you can have a good album you can have a great album does it mean just because it's not a classic doesn't mean it's bad? It's just not a classic album. That's fine. Like yeah, it's just Drake, it's something to listen Drake, to. For all all of Drake's albums are good, minus like views. Views is pretty is kind of bad. But like if you have if six out of seven of your albums are good to great, you won, man. Just because you ain't got no classics doesn't mean you garbage. Like you're still a great artist. Like it's all yeah. Good. So, I mean, tying in then just to pivot off Will Smith back to music and artists, uh, it, it was the 35th anniversary of uh, MJ's Walk of Fame. I know Adolphus wanted to briefly touch on that a little bit. Or no, I was wrong. I yeah, 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 I definitely did. Uh, I thought I was going to do the part. But, yeah, so this is the 35th anniversary. Um, actually, by the time this drops, it'll be the 35th anniversary. Uh, Michael Jackson getting the uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, also, today it was announced that Michael Jackson, uh, the rights for a Michael Jackson movie is going to be produced by Graham King. He's the same person who did the Bohemian Rhapsody movie from last year that was really big for the group uh, Queen. And I kind of like, I, I went on this website and I just kind of started just looking around and I was like, well, goddamn, this is just a good ass week to be Michael Jackson because you have the star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, thriller premiered on November 30 uh, on November 21st, 1983. So that's the same week. Um, black and white premiered at number one on the same date. Uh, I mean, shoot, he's he's had a pretty productive November in the 20th. Also, he's been arrested 
two times during this time as well. I'm sorry, I just wanted to touch a little bit on this movie that's coming out, this biopic, because I do feel like the original biopic that I always like to uh, refer to, which was uh, The Jacksons, uh, the movie with all of them, it's such a great movie. I hope that they don't do this Flex Alexander shit again, this biopic. That was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Or is from earlier. You guys know that this Negro was actually nominated for an NAACP Image Award for his portrayal of Michael Jackson in a terrible 2004 movie. Like, that, that's, that goes to the point that y'all made about these awards don't mean shit. Like, really? First of all, I'm mad you actually watched that movie because I, I, w- I wouldn't even know where to find that movie if I wanted to watch it. Like, You've never watched that. the movie? Fuck no. Dude, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> you know, I might watch it just for laughing. He got that I would have watched it now. I knew, I, knew, I, I would have watched it now. I would have seen it either. I, I can't get past the makeup, man. I can't. I can't get yeah, past it. Yeah. He, he looks like a white well, I mean, lizard. It, it, but my it, thing is, he got an N, NC, I mean, NAACP Image Award for that terrible portrayal. Uh, the movie has under a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, come on now. It goes back to what you guys were saying earlier. We're going to have to do a, good, a better job of um, when it comes to making our awards actually make sense or making them have some sort of relevance. Because at this point, I mean, that movie didn't do Michael Jackson any justice at all. But just want to give a quick shout out to Michael Jackson for an incredible career. I know some people on this podcast have said, you know, he's overrated plenty of times. You know, but at the end of the day, he'll always be the king of pop, king of R&B, the best there ever is. So that was just my little quick tidbit on Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson week. Yeah, I think that um, the actors that portrayed Michael Jackson in this biopic, I feel like Scarlett Johansson should be at the top of this list. Okay. She could do that in here. That's an interesting yeah, interesting bit to the news that came out with this Harriet Tubman <laughs> debacle. And does anybody have the tweet available? Because I'm about to find it, but the... Oh, man. Anybody got that tweet up? Which one? Nah, I don't. The, the one uh, with the with the first statement. I, I sent it to the group chat. Uh, Marcus, kind of describe this so I can look at this tweet real quick. All right, so, like, I guess back in, I think it was, like, 1994, uh, some you know, they wanted to make a movie about Harriet Tubman and like one of the music or movie executives or producers or something was like, hey, maybe we can get Julia Roberts to do this. You know, she's a big star. We can have her do it. And I guess people in the room obviously were like, uh, Harriet Tubman is a black woman. Julia Roberts is white. Like, this is not going to fly. And he was like, you know, people don't probably don't people probably won't remember this anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. They'll go see it anyway. Like, Julia Roberts is that big of a star and Honestly. All right, I, I got the I got the tweet. Let me read the let me read the first uh, the first paragraph. So the title on uh, Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment yeah Entertainment Weekly is Julia Roberts was suggested to play Harriet Tubman by studio execs says Harriet screenwriter. <clears throat> and quote: When someone pointed out Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, "It was so long ago. No one is going to know the difference." <laughs> So like, really? so like in a hundred years when somebody's kid portrays Barack Obama in his biopic, are we gonna put like a, a Mexican guy to do it? Or, or like is that how things worked out? Like just tie it past as we just make up you're right. I mean, it was a different time go. back then. You could get away like, back then. 
quick question on this. So y'all remember the movie Tropic Thunder, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, everybody, when they always talk about, oh, this is your Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. But he actually did a good job portraying a non-offensive black man. So I'm wondering, would they do like blackface on Julia Roberts? Like, how do you do it? I think they would have just portrayed her as a white woman. And that's the movie I want to see now. Like, I need that movie made. Called Julie yeah, Roberts. Probably better than that. The flop that was released a couple weeks ago. But Julie yeah. Roberts ain't doing nothing right now. She can play. Like, who says Julie Roberts can't be a good Harry Tubman? Who says that? Julie Roberts is a is a respected, proven actress out here. Get her out here in some in some you know slave garb. Get her <laughs> a nice little give, get her a, a shotgun or you know. Let her give her a southern accent. Let her leave them the freedom. Like, why not? Why not, Julia? You know what? I, I wish there was still like a really good black sketch comedy type of show because I'd love to see this reenacted, like for real. Just to just to get some laughs off because this is well, that's out of control. Well, this isn't the first. This wouldn't have been. Oh, man, I had a point. Like, and like cast betray like someone that's a person of color like this is, this is something new so I, I see why they would yeah it's not yeah. unprecedented at all well going to the Robert Downey Jr. thing is that somebody brought up that tweet like brought up that they I guess they never seen Tropic Thunder they were trying to make it a thing on Twitter and I was like bro y'all is not finna cast Iron Man that's if Anything's absolute. Y'all is not getting fucking love you 2,000 or 3,000 out of here. Dog. That man, like 45 seconds, probably go shoot somebody in the middle of the <laughs> right now, and he's not. Yeah, I... Tweet if you I don't, must. I don't not happen. Iron Man is. is, is... <laughs> he could probably run for president and fucking win that shit, dog, just off the strength of the Avengers movies, dog. Most likely. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm like giving him like a quote unquote pass for for doing a movie with blackface because obviously he shouldn't be doing blackface. But the thing is, in the movie they address it. They're like, hey, there's a lot of controversy behind this, and people are offended. And even one of the the black characters in the movie said like, I don't appreciate you doing you know blackface and getting all like. It's the thing where they at least address like, hey, blackface is a thing that shouldn't. And why are you like? movie and not addressed like hey he this is a white dude in blackface i think tropic thunder it made the way it was but because yeah. they addressed it they at least they addressed the elephant in the room like hey this we well, we, you know we know that he's doing this let's uh, let's talk about it. Well, what, what i would like to do at some point just for my own personal reference is to kind of google and look up kind of the reception of that movie because i think it was not social media wasn't super prevalent. So there wasn't a thousand think pieces. I've seen the movie and ah, maybe it was the state of mind I was in at the time, but like it didn't really kind of enrage me the way that it probably would now or even like how Twitter gets people in a frenzy. I was like, there's a lot of problematic things in that movie. That That is one of many, like the whole simple shack thing. You yes, know, that might, be more offensive. Oh that might be more offensive than the blackface, dog. I'm not going to lie. That simple jack shit was out of control, dog. Well, that, well, that falls out under... Out of control. That, that falls under... They like, addressed that, too. Yeah, but that falls under... Because he's, like, he's like, you can't go full retard, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled it up. It's got a 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
91 percent on Google users. I am I am DB. Seven. It was a highly rated show, but that's also the thing with like people trying to you know cancel you know Family Guy for saying something offensive about gay people. Like Family Guy has gone after everybody, and the same with like South Park or any other like the simpsons like you can't you can't be upset about one particular thing like you can't watch trump with thunder and be like hey i don't like the way that he's portraying black people in this movie cancel this movie but you ain't got no problems with how he deals with special needs kids like you can't pick and choose like you gotta if you're gonna be offended by that you gotta be offended by all that stuff and i've said this before it's called people love selective morality again you, you cancel Kanye West, but again, you'll still listen to music produced by Kanye West. So it's kind of like, eh, eh, all right, whatever. Like, it is what it is. So, but yeah, I, I think I, I posted a tweet talking about if if a white woman had to portray Harriet Tubman, I nominated Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones fame, who is actually going through some stuff. I, I want to talk about that briefly. I don't know if you saw that real quick about her little, her problems. Oh, in yeah, the, yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of thing. Like, it, I, I did see. Yeah, I didn't but I, I can imagine that kind of stuff happens. Adolphus, you know what we're talking about? Right. Well, I'm sorry. I was reading about Tropic Thunder. Did you watch uh, Game of Thrones? I watched the first three seasons, and then so you know, you know, uh, the, the Mother of Dragons, Amelia Clark. Yeah. All right. So I guess there's a thing, and I'm pretty sure this happens in Hollywood all the time. But I guess there's a thing where. Uh, She's being pressured to do more like nude scenes because you know she was getting buck naked in Game of Thrones early on, and again now that she's wildly successful, which is kind of unfortunate. Where she that was probably like being a newer actress. To to my knowledge, she probably was a little bit more doing nude scenes, but now that she's like an established worldwide megastar, like I I wouldn't want to be tried like that unless it was completely necessary for like cinematic purposes like show my titties just to want to see it and like executives were like oh you know you're going to disappoint your game with their own fans it's like god damn like our work all savages like shout out to uh, jason momoa uh, aquaman who had a role in the show as a uh, cow drago who died if you haven't seen the show spoiler he dies so actually marcus has seen the show so spoilers. But he had, he does have a, a small role in the show, and he was, you know, being protective of her on the show, you know, getting her robes and towels because there's he's been in the industry and has seen that there's some movie sets where people won't, you know, afford women that uh, a movie set probably got like 40, 50, 60 people on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people that are uncomfortable getting dressed cameras and people just watch you change and get naked. Like, so him for not being male, showing this big and looking after women. Like that's a great example. You know, handle with him doesn't come out like next week after I say this, but that that is a good example for men out here like hey man, protect the women. So yeah, shout still out. haven't seen that. I, I did pull up some information about Tropic Thunder. So actually, yeah, the the full retard thing was the biggest controversy. Black people didn't even show up to white guy. Like they were just like whatever. I guess it was it was like a for the first time ever, tasteful blackface, because I guess since they joked about it in the movie, but yeah, we, we didn't show up for it. They, the Americans with Disability Act people showed up. They were mad. Money was donated to their cause. But yeah, we didn't we, we didn't do anything. Hey, we didn't mobilize for that one. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. Okay. 
that's that's crazy. So I wow. And you know you know what's crazy? He probably would have won had it not been for Heath Ledger. If not for Heath Ledger, Robert Downey Jr. would have got an Oscar for that role. Best supporting actor. Yeah, he, he was in there for it. So Yeah. He didn't got that that crazy shit. He was I think I'm pretty sure he was like the favorite until Heath Ledger died. Like up until mm-hmm. Heath Ledger dying, like he was the favorite to win an Oscar for that. Which is crazy. For blackface. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Well, it, so and I guess Heath Ledger kind of ties into like one of my hot hot takes that I want to get off real quick. Oh yes. Uh, well, because okay, so it, it's it's about reboot. So again, it, I guess it technically counts to reboot because there's been at this point what four reincarnations of Batman. You had the uh, Michael Keaton, you had uh, George Clooney, you had uh, Val Kilmore, Christian Bale. And then most recently you had Ben Affleck and now Robert Pattinson from uh, three of the worst movies that ever watched in my life, Twilight. He's supposed to be the next Bruce Wayne. Um, reboots. So uh, I guess Charlie's Angels, they did a reboot. Um, I've never seen the movie and the way that it was uh, three men have a pimp and they go off on missions. Well, I have no clue what's going on in this movie. Like, but it, the movie flopped. I guess it did nine mil opening weekend. And I think one of the the complaints that the one of the actresses or somebody involved with the movie was like, "Oh, I, I don't. I kind of don't want to speak out of turn." I got the tweet somewhere, but I think it was kind of to the effect of like, "Oh, you know, they've made thirty different Spider Mans and people go see them." It's like, bro, they didn't advertise the I movie at all. I saw one tweet about it. But did, I saw one. Com- I, that, did anybody see commercials for the Charlie's Angels? I, I I saw commercials for it, but honestly, I didn't know it was a movie. I thought it was a TV show. The way that with the way it looked, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this will be on like UPN or something. It looks like a TV show. It didn't look like a movie. So they were like, oh yeah, you know, well they've done Spider Man thirteen times, and that still does numbers. I'm like, bro, you could probably ask anybody from Marcus's children's age to probably a fifty or sixty year old. If they are aware who Spider-Man is, and they will probably say yes. But if you ask anybody to name one of Charlie's Angels, I'm pretty sure nine out of ten people will be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on with this. But you can't put a reboot of a movie that, frankly, I don't know anybody in my inner circle has ever seen and compare that to a worldwide brand that is Marvel and Spider-Man. Like, that's those two things don't. Those don't go together. Like, make a better movie, advertise better. Don't blame your failure on something that's not there. I've seen both of the original, the original and the remake of the Charlie. Oh, you're a fucking loser. (laughs) Wow, I'm a movie buff. Uh, Like I said, I just think the biggest thing is I didn't see not a single commercial for this movie. I didn't hear about it on Twitter. I thought when you got when somebody had sent the thing, I thought it was a joke. I, I didn't even know the movie was coming out, so. Why are you mad that they advertise the damn movie? Stop doing so many reboots. Like you can't continually do reboots of the same stuff and expect us to keep going to see it. I, I did see a thing where the because the, the person that directed it is a woman and she was saying something like, you know, it's uh it's it, it was more of like an anti-woman thing where it was like, you know, a lot of guys didn't want to see the uh female-led Ghostbusters movies and people are anti-women. And I I think 
I think she has a she does have a point, but this wasn't the movie to make that point with. Okay, I, let me I ask also, you this: Has anybody on this podcast seen the female Ghostbusters? I've seen parts of it. I've never dog, seen that. Down. I've never seen the male Ghostbusters, dog. Like, yeah, the male Ghostbusters? Seen, I've never, no, I've never seen like the entire Ghostbusters in this entirety. Though I've never seen them. I, I like. I'm not a Ghostbusters person. But the thing, the, my, my point was to bring to bring it back to that is that I saw uh, a tweet that a uh, it's like a you know a well known established like comic book movie critic. You know, because the new the new Wonder Woman is called like nineteen, it's called like eighteen. It's it's based. It's like her origin story or something like that. And the guy was essentially saying like, you know, why are we so obsessed with uh, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's origin story, and a lot of people, a lot of women were just like, okay, how many times have we seen Bruce Wayne's parents get clapped? How many times have we seen Spider Man's uncle die? You know, what I'm saying like, that's that's an issue where you can be like, hey, this is you're being sexist in this area because this is her first origin story and you're complaining about it when we've seen Batman's parents die literally every three years we see his parents get killed. And and I get I guarantee you if you go through that guy's tweets, you're not gonna see a tweet about, wow, they're gonna they really kill Batman's parents again. We have to watch Batman's parents die again. You're like you're not seeing that. No one ever says that. So Okay, that's well women kind of, you, I think you outnumber men in the U.S. Get out there and support the shit, and then we'll see the stuff. And at the end of the day, who's clamoring for Charlie's Angels? Really? Yeah, I don't think anybody asked for that. Yeah, nobody like, asked for I, that. I honestly, and I've seen both of these movies, but if they both were side by side, I couldn't even barely differentiate uh, Coyote Ugly from Charlie's Angels. Like, now nah, this is not a memorable Charlie, movie. This this new Charlie's Angels looks cheap. Like you can tell the difference. Like the at least I've seen parts of the like the one with the uh, uh, the, the the girl from there's something about Mary and uh, Lucy yeah Cameron Lyon. Diaz and Lucy Ling. Or yeah, I've, I've seen that. They they put they put some money behind that. Like that looked like a well pr- produced movie or whatever. This one looked like a made for TV. Like there's gonna be commercial breaks in this this TV show. Like it it doesn't look good. <laughs> Damn, but he breaks I, during the movie. But I mean, like I, I've. I get the whole thing with like reboots and you know, uh, like uh, reboots and like retelling using the same characters and all that. But there, there have been some good ones that I've seen. Like I know uh, they did a reboot of the Jungle Book. They did a live action Jungle Book. That shit was really good. Uh, and then they, they did, did the Mowgli one too. So yeah, that one was that, that, was, that one was good though. The one that came but out. The, the, the actual Jungle Book one is a remake of the dis of the original Disney one. And I just feel like if you can put like a more modern spin on these things, like you can make these movies good. Like I, I've never seen any of the like the Mad Max movies, but I did see the newest one, which is a reboot, and it was really good. And I was like, I like this movie, and, I, and, and it makes me want to go back and watch the old Mad Maxes and like Batman, Spider Man. Those are technically reboots because you're telling the same story or you're telling a different story about the same character i guess and i guess it really depends on what you consider a reboot you know what i'm saying like if you use the same character but you tell a different story is that a reboot you know what i'm saying like is is, 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 is those a reboot of the the previous batmans or is that something new even though it's the same character i'd say the framework makes a reboot but sticking with dc real quick like who are people complaining about like probably the best DC movie they've made? 
like why are people complaining about like Wonder Woman being like that is that that's got to be purely sex because like I said those are yeah, that's like the best movie he has made so because it's Wonder Woman that's that's the problem like I I guess and and kind of just stick on that real quick shout to uh, President Black because he is the the biggest DC stan on Twitter ever fam what is what is going on with this fucking release of Snyder Cut shit, dog? I'm tired of this shit, dog. Like, hey, let that shit go, man. This is, like, this is like a cult, like a cult movement, dog. Like, they have the actors posting this, like, oh, release the Snyder Cut, Bruh, You don't think if that that cut was better than whatever they gave us, you wouldn't have put that out? Like, you're here to make money, dog. Like, you put out the best product. Like, at, at this point, I'm just like, fuck it. I might start tweeting that shit because it can't be no worse than the other movie they put out. This shit might actually be better. Probably not. But at this point, I'm invested. I'm curious. So you know what? Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. I am team <laughs> release, the Snyder cut, release the fucking Snyder Cut. Dog. Release the Snyder Cut. Release. I might get a shirt, but you said release the Snyder Cut. Dog. Can we start to go fund me for this? Because now I would. This shit better be the greatest movie of all time. Like if you have the actors and the actresses going for this, like this shit better be better than all the fucking Marvel Universe movies combined. Because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Why would you hold something that great from the people if it's that great? I don't understand. Like they said, that about the, they said that about the extended cut about the uh the Batman vs. Superman movie. I watched the extended cut. Didn't really add much to the movie. I was just yeah, like, all right, 30 minutes of my life gone. Thanks. Actually, no, three hours and 30 minutes of my life gone. Great. Appreciate that. Like that that, that good job. just that whole like DC, what they're doing over there, like they're doing better now. But they just no, they're not. How are they doing better now? Well, with like Aquaman and Wonder Wonder Woman and Shazam, like the last couple of movies they made have been good. Okay, well, I'm talking yeah. about. During, I still got Shazam. Yeah, during that time where they were doing like you know Justice League and Batman vs Superman, there was a lot of like back and forth, people getting fired, people not wanting to do certain things, new people being added. It was just a, it was tech, it was just a shit show, honestly. And yeah. You gotta yeah. have someone. You gotta have one like singular voice with a vision leading this thing. And I've and I've told you know President Black this on Twitter all the time. I just feel like at this point, DC needs to stop trying to do what Marvel's doing. They need to just make good singular movies. Like Wonder Woman isn't attached to anything, and it's fine as it is. Aquaman, same thing. Just a great movie as is. Shazam, good movie, not attached to anything. Good as it is, the Joker, same thing. Good movie, same as as it is, or it's not connected to anything. But the thing that I like about what DC is doing is they're taking these chances. Uh, Joker, obviously, an R-rated movie, and not like you know, not the Deadpool R-rated. This is like Joker. Real, is this is like huh? it's not. No, a but I'm saying like Marvel did an R-rated movie, but Deadpool's R-rated is not the same as the Joker's R-rated. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference. Like, but well, but the Joker's not a DC movie. It's a Warner Brothers movie. Well, it's, it's, not, a DC, it's, it's a DC character, though. It's still considered a comic book movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I, but honestly, I'm saying like they don't get the credit for that. For, for like, me, it's it's sad that a, another studio made a better movie than the actual people that have these characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's another indictment on the DC EU or whatever it's called. Like, these people are out here. Bring them into y'all's fucking team and make good movies. It's not that hard, you know. What I'm saying? Well, apparently, it is that hard. Yeah, it, it it might be too hard, but like DC, I saw a trailer for uh, DC has a well the the Harley Quinn movie. I believe is supposed to be rated R. That's coming out. 
Park Pass. Suicide Squad it. is supposed to be not watching it. It Suicide Squad is going to have the director from Guardians of the Galaxy, so I think it might be a little bit. And Will Still Smith is not in it. it, so it'll Still probably it'll probably be better. And I saw a trailer for they they actually have a like a cartoon. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, that looks pretty. It's like cartoon movies are pretty good. They got good cartoon movies. They used to have them on Netflix. I watched a couple. They're legit. I give them that. I think it's is it a is it a movie or is it like a TV show? I don't know, but I know I've seen their the DC animated movies are actually pretty good. It's they're better than the movies they put out in theaters. I'll say that. Yeah, so I feel like if if DC would stop trying to be Marvel, they would be in a way better place than what they are. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I think that. Uh, President Black is like a paid informant from DC because it's hot takes. They are so trash. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, the the worst Marvel movie is better than top five DC movie. And you can quote me on that, motherfucker. That, that is a, a hot take. And being that we're about to hit the hour mark, I want to go ahead and get out these hot takes and get on out of here. We appreciate y'all listening if y'all are still here. Definitely retweet the pod, share it with your friends, share it with your family. You know what I'm saying? This is the Christian value-based podcast, so definitely share it with your congregation. Um, we're here sp- spreading the good news. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kanye West linking up with Joel Osteen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, we out here, God gang. Uh, so real quick, uh, Disney Plus. Uh, what I would say about Disney Plus real quick, and we'll, we'll pass to it off after this, is uh, I think the whole Disney Plus is a uh, – a FOMO thing, more of a fear of missing out thing, like because how much how much Disney are these people really watching, dog? Like it, it baffles me. I think a lot of people are just riding the wave the cool thing that's we like, oh I got Disney Plus, now I can watch 10 hours of smart guy. Like when's the last time you thought like hey I want to watch fucking I want to watch Lizzie McGuire. Hey I want to watch fucking Bambi. Oh guess what? Now I can watch fucking Snow White at my leisure. Like who's doing this stuff, dog? Like and again I want to get on Twitter and slander people for this, but I am a a, a huge anime watcher. But anime is way better than any Disney show I've ever seen. Though. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna enter that war because I want to get slandered by fucking fans of That's So Raven. Like, oh, I can watch That's So Raven. I've never seen an episode of that show, Doug. They got the whole never. MCU though, and that's the only thing that I would fucking justify. But I mean, if I like those, all the last like six Star Wars movies have been trash. But I, I mean, if I like the the Marvel movies, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna buy them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I need to see the analytics because only only so I can laugh because I'm sure there's somebody out here that's fucking streaming Snow White or some shit, and those people need to be fucking locked away in prison. Like, if you're watching Bambi in 2019, dog, you have a problem. <laughs> like, oh yes, I can now watch this movie that came out in the 1940s or some shit. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Also, I think the best thing about Disney Plus is that it is overtaking Netflix and chill. So for you people out here not save, not save yourself from the marital bed, it's uh, Disney Plus and Bust or Disney Plus and Thrust. So pick your poison, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> After somebody, he was like, yo, imagine watching Disney Plus and pulling out the smart guy. You know what I'm saying? God, like, you got to free your mind, open your third eye, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Spread that. <laughs> smart just, like, How are you going to be blowing somebody's back out watching fucking that? That's crazy, man. That's there's kids kids in the background, dog. And you know what? Fuck Disney, dog. Disney (laughs) is part of this fucking cult that is rewriting history, dog. Release all the racist ass shit that y'all put out, man. I want songs to the south. 
I want the unedited Lady and the Tramp. I want all that racist shit, dog. It's, <laughs> it's like Harriet Tubman. Dog. They're like, oh, we're going to make Harriet Tubman white. Nobody cares. Nah, dog. Give us all that smoke. I saw a clip of a Disney show that I've never seen. And it, the white kid gave the black kiss Kool-Aid. Matter of fact, the black kid was like a crack fiend getting the Kool-Aid in the first place, which I have a problem with. And then he took a sip of the Kool-Aid and was like, ah, this is disgusting. And the white kid's like, I know what you need. This nigga, this dude pulled out a, a cup of sugar and dumped the sugar into the dude with the black Kool-Aid. And he started spazzing out like, oh, it's so good. Like, what are we doing, dog? Give us all that racist shit, Disney. Stop hey, send that to the group chat. I want to see that. Give me songs of the song. I'm going to send it to you right now. But yeah, give me, give me your take, Adolphus. I don't have any take at all. I mean, I, I'm not going to buy... Disney Plus because of course I feel like I already have all the best Marvel movies that I wanted. I have the best Star Wars movies that I wanted. All the other movies, like honestly, I mean, I like the original Lion King, and I don't think I have that, but I have uh Cody, so I can watch that whenever. And all them little girl movies, like I, I don't like that shit. So I never I ne- when I grew up, I didn't grow up at Disney. We were poor, we didn't have cable, so I don't know anything about any of the shows. Uh, shout out to HBO Max because they're getting Boomerang and Cartoon Network. That's more of my vibe, but I still am too old to be watching damn cartoons. So I probably won't watch cartoons. That's my take. I just don't see how all how people are finding all this time to watch all these TV shows. Like yeah, hey, hold on. I just, I just sent Adolphus this video. So let me get your reaction to this uh, <laughs> Disney clip real quick. Go, go ahead and watch that real quick, the, the Kool-Aid scene. Let me get the live reaction. His name is Lanny. Oh my God, bro! God damn, that's a lot of sugar, bro. Bro, come on, dog. Hey, man. At least the whole clip, dog. I want, I want it all Disney. Give me all that racist shit, bro. <laughs> Give it to me, dog. Huh, okay. Shout out to white right, people man. drinking thing whenever that came out, because that's what that looked like. But hashtag problematic. Yes, Marcus. What, what are your takes on Disney Plus? Yeah, well, someone, someone was saying like, man, with all these streaming services, you know, I have, I have Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, uh, Apple TV, um. Was it? There's something else like CBS. I think has a streaming service. BT has one. There's some Star there. Showtime. Yeah, Star Showtime. And someone was like, "Well, if you add up all the all the money you're spending on all these streaming services, it's almost like you still have cable." And I'm like, "There's no way that you have all those streaming services and can justify it by the shows that you watch. Like, you're not watching all that TV. There's no way. There's no way you're watching that much TV." To justify purchasing every streaming service. And I think that, like, I agree with what, what Breeze is saying, where people are just doing that, you know, they just don't want to miss out on something. Like, like I've, n- I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I plan on watching it at some point. But, you know, I have I have Netflix. And right now I'm pretty good with just Netflix. Like, but I don't watch a ton of TV, though. So it's like, I I feel like if my if my kids were a little bit older, I probably would have got Disney Plus, but I'm with Adolphus. Like all the uh, Disney movies that I want to see, I have them. There's, I have all the Star Wars movies. Like 
I think I think eventually I'll get Disney Plus, but right now, like, I just don't watch that much TV. Yeah, when they uh, when they come out with the content for the MCU, I probably will check it out. Honestly, I'll probably just swap passwords with somebody that doesn't have one of the ones I already have. So, yeah, hey, people gotta be booted like they don't pass on passwords. Like, give yeah. that shit up. Like, I got like four Jamaicans with my fucking Netflix login, bro. It's, it's out of control, dog. Shout out to Carlisa, shout out to Jody, shout out to Chanel. Y'all know what it is. But um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV either. And if I am watching TV, I'm probably watching the anime. Shout out to fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hashtag agenda. Watch JoJo. Amber. Finish watching JoJo. That shit is lit. Um, yeah. Uh oh, so real quick. Uh so today that this is being recorded is uh the 26th of November which is the date of the assassination of John F. Kennedy and also the date that Kanye West released My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So what, what are y'all's favorite tracks on that album? That's a, that's a wild day to release that album on the same day Kennedy got his fucking dome piece blown off. And another fun fact, he is one of four presidents that have been assassinated, which is crazy because history only talks about two, Abraham Lincoln and JFK. So it, it sucks to be the other two presidents that nobody gets fucked I, I could tell you. Give me your favorite song. I'll tell you the other two real quick. Damn, I'm trying to think. Like favorite song off of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Honestly, it's man. Mine's lost in the world as of now. That's my favorite. I was gonna say honestly, the all of the all of the lights interlude. I love that. I don't know why, but like just the strings and all that, and just like the way it feels and how it leads you into the next one. That shit. That shit moves me. And monster. Yeah, I like Lost in the World. That is, that's my jam. I mean, if it switches because I mean, you know, we grow older, we listen to the same songs over and over again. When it first came out, it was a hell of a life. Um, and of course, all of the lights and the interlude of all of the lights. Of course, power was great. Just now, like when I'm in the gym and I'm, you know, getting ready to close it out, you know, the the Lost in the World, man. That that ending sequence was just amazing, man. You know that. You know, I'll be riding out, man. We have a good we'll time. in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will, I, I will say, like, uh, I, I still believe that a uh, big Sean messed up. Uh, see me now. Like, I felt like. Oh, that song, no, that, that's a like great that song. Maybe, I feel like that song maybe makes the album if Big Sean is not there. I'm not I saying, I'm not saying his verse is bad, but his verse doesn't fit that album. And I wish it that, would. That whole song doesn't fit that album. I agree with that, too. There's just the whole vibe. Of it. I still like it, though. Yeah, that's more of a. I feel like that was like a graduation throw. That could have been like a graduation throwaway. Nah, 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 not really. Yeah. It's a good, it's a great just the move, like yeah, great song. We could probably do a whole episode on this album. It's 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 one of those. It's one of those albums. I'm I'm biased to that album because when it came out, I ran into the ground, and also with the Good Friday, I kind of heard every every song before it came out. So I was like, eh. but I would probably go a hell of a life. Um, okay, so the other two presidents have been assassinated. James A. Garfield and William McKinley. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But I feel like that's one of the things like people talk about history repeating itself. I feel like that's the one thing they got together. It's like there hasn't been a presidential assassination or attempt in shit. Probably like a hundred years. <laughs> well, not a hundred, no. That was 63, so less than a hundred years. So they kind of figured that out. So yeah, they did his being on uh was it Reagan or one of them was shot, right? That was that post JFK, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at least 
30 to at least almost 50 years that's been a successful attempt so shout, shout out to the cia whoever's doing their job um best verse on big pimp there's a little thing people are saying that pimp sees versus the best um i'm i okay i said jay-z's verse is lyrically superior but pimp c's verse is like culturally more impactful if you're like, from Texas, like yeah yeah, people feel that verse a little bit more than Jay-Z's verse. Like, ah, see, and that's I get that, but the, if you're going to do that, then you need to pull out the last verse Jay-Z had, which is spectacular. I'm very disgusted that's not on any album or any, like, re-release album. It's a very technically sound, lyrically. It's high-level lyricism and all that stuff, but it's like... Nah, man. At the mall, like, come on, man, like... Hey man, I can't appeal my stamina to be enough for Pamela Anderson. Yeah, that's, 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 that's hard. That shit is hard. That shit is hard. We're that right now, though. We're big no, pipping, baby. Move like butter, dog. Big pipping. Come on. Come on. I've always felt I've like always... I know I'm going to have a bias because I'm from the South. I got the diamonds in my mouth. Um, But it's always been. Pimp C first, and it, it has nothing to do with lyrics, just the, the whole swag that he came with. Uh, exactly. Bands, uh, Gloria Belez, the the mink, or whatever the fuck he had on. The beef behind him actually doing the song, too. Yeah, so so I've always liked that for that reason. I mean, as far as from a lyrics perspective, it'd be Bun B wrote it, too. Jay-Z, that's... Yeah, just like looking over Bun B's verse, too. Like, that's mad yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, Bun B's verse is it. Like, but C's verse is, like, super short, too. It's not like he was, yeah. like... Like, Pimp C was in and out. He sure like, 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 when, when, ver- when his verse starts, his, his verse is one of those ones where if it's, like, if you're playing it in the club and his verse comes up, you turn his vocals down and the, and the crowd says it. You know mm-hmm. His verse is one of those. Like, Jay-Z's verse is... Like, I will say, Jay-Z's verse is better. It's the better verse. Pimp, or Bun B's verse is better. All of the verses are better than Pimp C's. But when we're talking about cultural impact, we're talking about vibe and personal feel of the song, Pimp C's verse is the best one. That's just like, and I mean, I know this is a different song, but even with um, International Players Anthem, although they're four of the, well, three of the best lyricists ever out of the South on, on that track, everybody remembers Pimp C's verse, and he's not a lyricist. It's just the swag that he brought to it. Okay. Well, so you got, you got Pimp C, Pimp C, and I'm going to go with Jay-Z's last verse. So another tie-in with that, in the same year, uh, The Chronic, or 2001, The Chronic 2001 was released the same year. Uh, what was y'all's favorite track from that? I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Watcher, but I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the tie-in from last week. I'd argue that this, the Watcher Part One, is better than the Watcher Part Two. You could do that. Maybe. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would say that the next episode is my my favorite song off this. I'm gonna I, agree with you. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, still DRE. So. Okay, yeah, the strings on that are untouchable. Yeah, it's it's crazy about like about that song in particular is like the the part that we all remember from that song, the bing bing bing, that like that part, that's not even Dr. Dre. Like Scott Scott Storch, Scott Scott Storch did 
he he did one part on a song from Dr. Dre's album and turned that into an almost billion dollar career, which is insane to me. Like when you look at like Dr. Dre's like kind of like coaching tree, I guess you know people like he signed and put on like technically I don't know if you could count Ice Cube as one of those, but I put Ice Cube like Easy E, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Scott Storch. Uh, I think 50 Cent. 50 Cent? Yeah, like, try, no, I will. You, 50 Cent falls under, Eminem. falls under Eminem, but Eminem falls under Dr. Dre, so you give Dr. Dre game. That. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, Snoop Dogg, like, Dr. Dre, like, he's put on some, he's put on some, like, great artists, like, artists that have surpassed him in, like, you know, popularity and sales. And it's just wild that Scott Storch did that one part on a song and he was able to parlay that to being like one of the like he scott storch had a run like a lot of people might not be old enough to remember it but scott storch had a run like he was out here like doing well, cocaine off of paris hilton well even even prior to that he was the uh keyboards for the roots as well was he what, what? The heck? i did Google not know that as as I was going through the Roots discography at one point, yes, he he is a keyboardist for the Roots. He's a, definitely learn something new every day with the podcast. Yeah, so definitely like, and people that complain about all the new music, quote unquote, sucking, go back and listen to other people's discographies, man. Like, there's, I'm telling you, I learned so much listening to E40's discography, man. Like, this dude's got songs with Tupac, like Juvenile. Like, it's it's crazy the amount of music and artists he's worked with. So, and also his rap style has never been imitated. Like nobody can do what he did. Yeah, that he is can. why he. That is he why can. he is a legend. I would actually challenge that he probably could not recite his own songs. Like his rap style is like, <laughs> is out of control. But again, it's unique, man. That's one of the cool things about hip hop back in the day is that, you know, you want to be different, unique, and now people just kind of bite the same flows all the time. So. But I think we hit all of our uh, hot takes. Um, Stephen A. Smith is a coon. Um, <laughs> that's the one up. Up. Hey, did you hear this clap back to T.O.? If it wasn't for, for my pool, you wouldn't even be on this show. Like, come on, dude. Like, T.O. didn't, you know, lift weights and practice catching footballs and make it to the NFL and should have been a first battle Hall of Famer, might be one of the top three best receivers of all time, but that's all credit Stephen A. Matter of fact, we're going to add this to the docket for next week. I want to talk about how Stephen A. Smith should be receiving as much smoke as Kanye West. And I could argue that Stephen A. Smith is more dangerous than Kanye West. But we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that for another day. But uh, again, this is uh, Southbury706, Archie Leach on Twitter. You can follow me there. Uh, you have Adolphus, AC3. You say you're not Savage, but Savage is still in your name, so you probably should change that. Uh, they and, won't let me put my real name, but we'll, we'll do it one day. Okay, well. Uh, and then you have a uh, Marcus underscore sniffles. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter. Probably post this on YouTube. So if you're watching this, uh, like, uh, drop a comment, hit us up, give us some feedback. And uh, as always, appreciate the support. We out. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you, articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bringin' Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics As Usual, 
hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidsworkgrounds.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.